0: Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, uh, where we help you take what you heard on Sunday and apply it to your lives on Monday. I'm Trey Bailey, your co-host uh, for this six-week series in Colossians. Uh, today I'm going to be joined with uh, Eastridge Associate Pastor Kurt Petersheim and South Campus Pastor Gary Thompson. Today we're going to be talking about week one of Colossians, really just the introduction. It's going to be chapters 1, 1 through 14. Um we're going to kind of get into what the book was about, what is written, who it was written to, and why it was written, and how it applies to us today. So anyway, stay tuned. We're going to have a good time in it, and we're practically talking about Christ in you. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining the uh, After Church podcast uh, here with Kurt and Gary. And uh, we're excited to kind of jump in and start discussing uh, each week what we're doing in Colossians. And so this yes. week we're getting it started. Uh, Colossians 1, 1 through 14. Is that right? 14. 14 yep. Um, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having us, Tripp. Sure. Th- thanks for being <laughs> yeah, here, guys. Yeah. You Yeah. Know, um, Anyway, I just want to kind of just jump in and start talking about the letter itself, like who wrote it, who's it to,
1: what does this even mean? So, you know, Kurt, just give us some background if you got something. Book of Colossians, uh, written by the Apostle Paul, best we know by his own admission here in the very first verse, um, to the people who lived in the the city of Colossae back in the the first century. Um, it's it's a little bit of a unique book in the sense that um, this is a place Paul didn't visit, at least that we know of, up until this point that he wrote this letter. One of the one of his prison epistles, one that he would have written from prison, being imprisoned, mm-hmm. um, along with Ephesians, Philippians, and others. Um, but yeah, Colossae was one that he. It, he, he hadn't actually been to. Um, there's a guy named Epaphras that we're going to meet uh, in the first chapter, who seems to be the guy who lives there, who maybe heard the gospel from Paul, maybe in a, in Ephesus, um, took the gospel to Colossae. And now what we have in this letter is Paul the Apostle, having heard that there's some controversy going on, right, mm-hmm. in the city of Colossae, um, where there seems to be a guy or some group of people, at least somebody that's named in chapter two as like a a a person a teacher a philosopher of some kind Mm -hmm. who's teaching some crazy stuff um just about kind of adding in mysticism pagan you know cultic mysticism as well as like kind of jewish legalism Mm -hmm. mixed into the gospel of jesus Mm and so um Paul really just kind of writing this letter to these people that he at least knows secondhand. Um, he seems to know Epaphras. He does know Epaphras, and then he he maybe knows some other folks, but doesn't know all of them, but kind of writing this to them as sort of the sort of the pastor of this whole area of churches, you could say, mm-hmm. uh, with Ephesus being pretty close and Laodicea, like a church we see in the book of Revelation, for instance, mm-hmm. um, and, and he mentioned in Colossae as well, but um, kind of writing to them going, okay, let me help y'all just to understand the, the true simple nature of the gospel and what that means for your everyday life and how maybe some of the things you've been hearing about from this other guy or group of people, um, aren't really necessary for us as Christians to believe or, or to follow. And certainly some, some interesting and strange, uh, teachings going on there that mm-hmm. Paul's definitely trying to write and go, yeah, hey, let's back up a little bit, right. <laughs> get so, back to the heart of the gospel. So it sounds
0: like somebody in, in, uh, Paul mentioned somewhere, I don't know if it's uh, chapter one or two, that there's these philosophies and we don't really know per se what the philosophies are, but you're mentioning there's a mixture of something, and it's not yeah, just Jesus. Yeah. It's a mixture of Jesus yeah.
1: and something else. Yeah, It seems to be. I mean, he mentions like worship of angels and asceticism, which is like harsh treatment of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also mentions like Sabbath days and you know festivals, things like that, which are more Jewish cultural things. Um, there was near Colossae a, um, a Jewish settlement that had been there since the 200s mm-hmm. BC right so probably a mixture there where we got like some some kind of like pagan gentile mysticism cultic stuff mm-hmm. i mean but then also like whatever this kind of the influences of, of these jewish people as well with their legalism mm-hmm. and law keeping old testament, yeah. old testament right. stuff so yeah
0: so all right then why in the world that's great background but why would we need yeah. to study it today like what's what's relevant to us you think gary
1: well
2: when we looked at it um you know, we started talking about what we we're going to do. It just became, it just stood out so much to me that this is important yeah. because it seems like we're being bombarded all the time with, you need Jesus plus something else, or Jesus isn't right. enough, yeah. that uh, there's got to be something more you're missing out on. And when Paul addresses, like, like Kurt said, you know, special days, angels, mm-hmm. experience, special wisdom, knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. It's constantly even being pushed in our culture right now that you need something more. Yep. And Paul addresses Colossians and... He gives us the front part, the first couple of chapters, where it is just really where he's talking about that Jesus is all you need, yep. and it's a lot of theology, and and you're going to hear us say, the front part's a little bit hard to read. Mm-hmm. Um, the back part's not; it is like straight
0: up. <laughs> hey, hey, this, is what, yeah, this yeah. is what you need
2: to do. This mm-hmm. is what, this is how this works, and so it's
0: it's super important. Yeah, and you're talking about like again Jesus not being enough to to whoever the to the people in Colossae, but also to us today, right? When we know he's enough, right? Which the reason for this letter. But And it's coming from, potentially, at that time, from both, we call them believers, Jewish believers, and from the world. Sure. The Roman Empire and the Mm -hmm. influence of all the other gods and and secularism and capitalism and imperialism and nationalism. (laughs) A lot of isms. So, like, don't we see that today in both arenas, both from the church, some of those mystical things you're talking about, Mm -hmm. along with the world's influence?
2: The enemy's... One of his greatest tools is to minimize the work of Jesus yeah. to make Him seem less, and many yeah. man, he's so good and at it. like he does it through the world. Yeah, exactly, like he's you, you, you yeah. got to have more. There's something else yeah. that that, and so that's the constant thing that's going on now. It's been going on, uh, you know, for the last couple thousand years, but especially in this letter right here. Yeah, yeah.
0: and that's why it is so important that we should study this book right, right now. Yeah. We're going to spend, I think, mm-hmm. six weeks, yeah. really digging in. Uh, And so this week, just in kind of the introduction um, and just Paul, you know, we get this is Paul talking and Paul speaking to these guys. Mm -hmm. Um, What what kind of jumps out at you in the first 14 verses um, that that might be something we need to maybe dig in a little bit more? We'll get to some discussion questions in in just a few minutes. But just on this first section, is there a a verse or two that that maybe jumps out at you or something that you're using in the sermon that'll that'll kind of speak to everybody?
2: Yeah. You want to go, Kurt? Go ahead. Mine's not in the first 14, Uh, mine's in the first chapter in 26 and 27, Mm -hmm. where he says, this message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but has now been revealed to God's people for God wanting them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. He says for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. And then he says, and this is the secret, Christ lives in you. Mm. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. And Paul's establishing Jesus is all you need. That's this right. is what you need right here. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. That, that
1: whole first chapter, like you were saying, Gary, is just Paul kind of just drilling down as deep as he can into the nature of Jesus and the nature of the gospel. Um, and that's what really as we kind of open up this book and see in chapter one, I think we just want to draw that out as much as we can just to see kind of walk along with Paul to see. Uh, he, he uses this phrase several times throughout the book and he, he, here in the first chapter of being in Christ right. and then Christ being in right. us and this, this, mysterious and beautiful unity that we have in Jesus, right? Being unified with Christ and with one another in Christ as he's going to sort of flesh out in the rest of the book. Um, For me, I love um, verse five, um, really four and five. He says, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. He's talking about like, man, I've heard about you guys. I've heard that you love Jesus and all that. And so he says, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints. And then he says this, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up in you uh, store, stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel. Mm-hmm. So there's that, the gospel message. He's just kind of opening it up to go, man, don't don't forget what you heard at first, right. right? And that's what he's telling them. Epaphras came to you. He brought you the gospel of Jesus. Don't, and he's going to get to this. Don't start adding stuff to it. Mm-hmm. I just want you to be reminded that Jesus is everything. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so he said, man, the, the hope that you already have and the love that you have for one another and the faith that you have it's all because you heard the gospel of Jesus right. mm-hmm. and the, and we don't need to now. And he's going to, as he goes through the book, he's going to go, man, we don't need to now start thinking we need more stuff. than yeah. Jesus yeah. when it was mm-hmm. him at the beginning. Right. Yeah.
0: That's so yeah. good. And it, for me, it's, um, kind of starting about 10 to, to 14, mm-hmm. just where he says that, um, that you, you have this spiritual wisdom and understanding of the gospel it being in Christ that, um, that you'll have spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you'll lead lives worthy of, worthy the, Lord, of right. the Lord, right? Yeah, like right. it has to flesh out in some sort of actions, Absolutely. not just some yeah, sort of yeah. knowledge, um, which that, which might've been what the people in Colossae were dealing with. They wanted to yeah. have this knowledge, knowledge and not actually live it out. Yeah. Um, so then, then he just goes on at the, at verse 12, I'm um, sorry, verse 13, where he says, he reminds them that they've been rescued mm-hmm. from the power of darkness mm-hmm. and transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, yeah. which is the forgiveness of sins, yeah. which it's the gospel, I right? I mean, that's what we all need, right? <laughs> like, that's so what we good. need.
1: And that worthy of the Lord. I mean, that's one of Paul's favorite phrases. He uses that in Ephesians. He uses that in Philippians. He uses it in Colossians. Um, and I know he uses it in other books too, but where he's just, that's, that's kind of the point of this, right? To go. Man, if, if we're going to divert from Christ, we're not going to be living lives worthy of Him. Right. And mm-hmm. stay, stay there. Stay on Jesus. You're in Christ. Live in Christ and live a life worthy of Christ. As we do that, we're bearing fruit is what he says. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. There are essentially four points I know, Gary, you're going to bring out of that Sunday.
1: Right.
0: What are, what are those four that you just feel like that, that screams out to you? One, that We're saved. There's an assurance there, yeah, right? His, yeah. he
2: calls it a confident hope. Yes. Paul does because assurance, confident hope. Uh, we are saved because of Christ, because of our belief in the gospel right. and who Jesus is. And then he talks about um, that we are changed, we are being changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gospel starts this change process. When you accept Christ, you know, we, we, we accept Christ. We've got a lot of stuff in our lives, a lot of baggage, and, you know, most often that doesn't change immediately, didn't in my life. And and, yeah. and so this, but I, the, I'm being changed daily yeah. and then we bear fruit, uh, which yep. is, th- those two could probably be linked together, to
1: be honest. And that may be what you did, Kurt. Yeah. And you're, Matt. You know. No, I really, yeah. I tease them out too. Okay. I like, I want yeah. us to see that, like the yeah. change that we have and the, the fruit that we're, right. that we're bearing. Yeah. yeah because one is leading that life right. that's worthy yeah. of yeah. the right.
0: Lord. Yep. What does that look like? Yep. Then that's going to be fruit.
2: Yep. yep. Yeah, and then the last one we're forgiven. Yeah. Where you know you talk about rescued, forgiven. It just I just you know I don't want us to forget. Um, that that's the business Jesus is in. Yeah, that's that, the, the message yeah, yeah. of and the gospel. So, right. Yeah. Uh, th- those those are the points that I, yeah. I'm bringing out. Yeah.
0: I I particularly love that last one. We're forgiven, um, and I know it's probably cliche, but how often do we do we think about? our, our salvation. And we think, Oh man, I, Jesus saved me from being bad and now I'm good <laughs> right. or better. I used to be this. Now he saved me to, th- yeah. no, you were dead and
1: now you're alive. Right? You yeah, were in like the dominion of darkness, darkness. Right. and he transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. He yeah. transferred us. Yeah. Right.
0: That's a beautiful right. language of change, trans me, yeah. change, trans changed our direction, changed mm-hmm. our, um, yeah. everything, our, yeah. our, eternity, man, yeah. that's some good stuff. Y'all. Um, well, it, it, you know, in the, in this six-week study, uh, we're going to be asking some discussion questions. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for us maybe just kind of answer some of these. Yeah. Uh, and, and for those you know folks, if you're watching this, you can hit pause if you're doing this with your um, growth group or if you're doing it for personal reflection. I'm going to ask the question. You can hit pause, give it a second to breathe, and then we'll <laughs> just jump in answering what we think um, yeah. from the question. So again, you know, Paul writing that that about being in christ he says this is the mystery like he's like i'm giving mm. you the whole thing right up front mm. this is the mystery that you are in christ or, or christ is living in you right. depending on the translation and so really i think in the first question we just want to ask um how, you know how does what well i'm gonna read the question exactly so, <laughs> so we, we get it right with everybody so what does it mean to you that christ lives in you and the second question follows that with, what did paul mean when he wrote this so what does it mean to you that christ lives in you and what is what did paul mean
1: Yeah. When I hear that phrase and I've been thinking, obviously, I mean, obviously we're preaching this and we've been, we've been in this for a little while and I know not everybody watching, maybe you haven't been reading through Colossians, but so it's been a lot of my mind, but man, it was just when I think of being that I'm in Christ. Right. And then he says right in verse 26, 27, that he's also in us. Right. right? And, uh, chapter three, verse eight, I believe is where it is, where he says Christ is, is all and is in all. Mm -hmm. Right. Talking about the church that he's, he dwells within us. Um, just the and and that word mystery comes out in this book a lot. Um, he uses again, I, it by the way, it's just helpful as you read through Colossians to read through Ephesians as well. Um, Ephesians is sort of the more verbose version of Colossians. because um, if you go to like Ephesians chapter one, you're gonna see Paul kind of make the same idea of an argument where he's talking about, but he he specifically says, the Holy Spirit is given to us. To live in us as a deposit of our inheritance, right. of the hope that we have. So the hope that he's talking about when he says Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, 27, is the spirit of Christ given to us to reside in us, as the Paul calls it in Ephesians, the seal, the, the deposit. The guarantee. The guarantee right. of yeah. our hope. And so it's like this amazing, mysterious thing to go, man, how do I know that I have the hope that I think that I have? Or how do I know that I'm really in Christ because he's really in me? Mm-hmm. That's how I right. know that, that he's given me his spirit to dwell inside of me, mm-hmm. to change me, like we're talking about, to bear fruit through me, to give me the power and the equipping to live the life that he's called me to live. And he, again, he calls it a, a guarantee. mm mm-hmm. Like like a deposit that we make on something in the world that we live in, right? You make a deposit, it is supposed to be a guarantee right. of the, the final payment. Mm-hmm. Which is which is eternal salvation, which is right? eternal so sal- right. salvation, it's right. Hope, it's the, right? And the way he puts it here is the hope of glory, right? right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this hope of being with Christ in glory, in eternity, mm-hmm. being glorified in Him, with Him forever. And so, so it's,
0: that, it's insane. And, we, and when Paul writes, a lot of times we'll talk about the already, but not yet, right. right? And so when he's talking about that kind of salvation, that guarantee, he's kind of talking about in the not yet, like mm-hmm. you will one day, right, right. With the Holy Spirit in right. you. That's the guarantee in which you will then mm-hmm. have eternal salvation. But there's the, a now the, part The full payment
1: it. will be then. But the down payment is now. Right. right. So
0: so how does that look in our lives? Then if we're saying, right, yeah. I'm in Christ, what does that look like right now? Practically then?
2: Well, it means like we talked about that we're being conformed in the image of Christ. Yeah. That that we have Christ in us and he's changing us mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, I'll use the terms like, you know, sometimes that's a hammer and chisel, sometimes that's sandpaper. <laughs> I mean, it really am right. It's, and, and, and sometimes that's a gentle nudging, but that uh, he is shaping us, uh, transforming us into his image to make us like him. And and to me that you know kurt said you know what is a sign that you know you know how to because we kind of I, I think people have this wonder like am i really saved you know yeah. how, how do how can i really know and and to me one of those qualifiers like you know are you are you surrendering to christ more are you becoming more like jesus uh, and i yeah. think that 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 paul when he was writing this he was he was communicating that jesus is all you need but he was also communicating how that played out, like the later chapters, how that's going to play out in your life. Right. right. So not that, it,
0: that Jesus was here and now he's gone. Right. And you just in him in name only, like, and just mm-hmm. nominally. Right. But that you're, he's transforming you. He's changing exactly. you. And that's because he lives in you. Yes. Right? right. He's not just the guy you remember, mm-hmm. but he's an actual, actual person yeah. living mm-hmm. in
1: us. As so we get into the later chapters, we'll see him. Yeah. Like he starts to use this language of like you, chapter two and three, a lot of you, your, your old self is dead. Mm. You died, with Christ you died, and now he lives in you, right, like this... I, I died and now I'm alive in Him. This new life mm. that He is living within us. You know, same thing He says Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. So it's like I'm I'm dead. I don't live, mm. but Christ lives in me, and the life I now live, I live by right. faith in the Son of God. So like I'm dead and I'm not living, but I'm alive in Jesus. And so it's this. I, I love. I just love the word mystery because yeah, I was going to say it, it is such it a is mystery. mystery. The funny part about what Paul's writing in there, that's, just, that's the, he uses the word mystery yeah. and.
2: We try to figure it out, but it's a mystery. <laughs> it is so a mystery. You know, we've had this yeah. scripture, you know, for a thousand years. It's still a mystery. They I, mm-hmm. I imagine them hearing it with all the beliefs they had, they're going, That's
1: crazy. That's a mystery. Yeah, right. you, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this
2: that's how's that work? Well, that's yeah. a mystery. Well yeah. we, we always want to solve mysteries. And some of it we don't solve this one. We know how it's gonna end, right. but the in between time we just see it play out.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm going to throw a little uh, curveball in here about because you were talking about death to life and you were talking about how it um, how it, it fleshes out even in the now. And it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm participating in communion, you know, at Edge, and we mm-hmm. do it on every Sunday um, to to actually take the body and the blood of Christ or the symbols of body and blood, yeah. however, you, however you want to look at it, really. But what we're doing is, you know, we we try to say this every week, but we are we are participating, right? Like we're right. participating in his death. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. We're taking right. the, the body and the blood and like we are, that's in Christ. We're doing something right. in Christ, participating in and with Christ in that resurrection and that uh, death, uh, that atoning death and what he's done for right. us. But then like when we come out of that moment, open our eyes, it's like, that's resurrection. Sure. Now we're able to go and live our week yeah. in Christ mm. because we've had that, you know, kind of, you know, sacred meal, even with him, a spiritual meal as Paul calls it. Mm. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, the, the wonderful thing about reading through and, and, and walking through a book like this together, right. is you're going to see that we, we see so many different things, so many different truths, so many different little gems, right. right, Throughout the whole thing. And one of them, right. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking chapter three, verse one, Colossians, since then you have been raised with Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like going into that for like when we get there during that week, just going, okay, I'm raised with right. Christ. I don't feel it. Already? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But It, it isn't already, it is, right? right. Like yeah. this, but there's this yeah. tension of the Christian life right. of like, I know this is true identity-wise. Mm-hmm. Again, reading back to Ephesians where he goes, and you have been raised up with Christ and you're seated with him in the heavenly realms. You mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Right. right now. <laughs> seated with him right, right now right, yeah. in heaven. And you're like, why? What? Yeah. Hold on! You know and again yeah, this mysterious yeah, mysteriousness yeah. about it, where you are like, man, it's so beautiful, and that's why I love these kind of things where you can. It's I, I, it just feels like you could read it, read it and read it and read it, and just never exhaust all the glories of that mystery and all the riches of it. That's why he calls it that riches of mystery, and and the hope of that is in Christ. Yeah,
0: I do think it's often that we just hear in Christ, and Paul uses it a lot right. of places, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a popular yeah. phrase for him to say he, that we are in Christ. Um, but to think of that as a person that's right. that lives in you. Mm. And we say Holy Spirit because that's the you know that's the person of whom yeah. Christ is right. living in us. But sometimes we think of that kind of ethereal and floaty, and yeah. it's a sure. spirit, and mm. it's like, no, it's real. It's yeah. realer than real, right. right? You can pinch yourself. That's <laughs> yeah. real. No, the spirit alive in and you. And I think that's some in of Paul's, Paul's is point yeah. in, that is in point. a book like Colossians, yeah. where
1: you got a teacher mm. teaching a lot of weird mystical kind of things right. versus him going, man, this is... Real life, real life in Christ. Yeah.
0: And he says, even in a couple of times, which I think is interesting, he makes a big deal about it being his, like, it, Jesus came in the flesh. In the flesh right? yep. This God, you you may be worshiping these other gods. Yeah. he They didn't come to you in the flesh mm-hmm. and give you this kind of, uh, darkness to light yeah they want you to do something for them yeah their gods want you they want you to do something no your god came in flesh and
1: gave himself up died for you. in flesh reconciled yes. so, to us in his body of flesh he says in chapter one so does, that you would yeah. be yeah. alive in christ and he does that like when you read like
2: sometimes we read through what paul writes, some outlandish claims about jesus yeah Holds the world together. I mean, yeah, I mean just so. Um, I mean, hold. Verses 15 and you know, following. That's what I'm saying. each other is out, like that, like he came in flesh and God yeah. came in flesh and then follows up with just some things that, we, if you've been in the church for yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are outlandish claims that, that when they were here,
0: they were like, what?
1: This is NASA yeah, level, exactly. level claims yeah. where people at NASA are going, wait, what holds the universe together? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Yes. All right. Well, with that being said, then the second yeah. and last of the discussion questions for us this week would be if all of that is true, yeah. which we believe it to be, mm-hmm. then then why is it so hard to believe that? Why is it so hard to believe that Christ is all mm-hmm. that we need? I think, uh, when I was thinking about this,
2: because a lot of times we go by how we feel. Yeah. That, whether we would admit this or not, when we're doing good, we, we feel close to Jesus. When we're not doing good, we don't feel close to Him. Or yeah. or when we sin, we don't, and, and, and so, when we don't see progress in our life. Sometimes we, we just wonder, you know, like, is this, you know, am, am I really saved? Is, is, is Christ really living in me? And, and then the second part I think is that we live, you know, we live for experiences. Uh, and yeah. and so if we're not experiencing something daily fi- that we can feel, we, we wonder if it's real. Yeah. You know? uh, and, and so I think that's part of it. And then the third reason, and, and I'll let Kurt talk after this, is that we're just bombarded with, um, so many teachings, so many, so many people pushing an agenda that we need something more than Jesus. Yeah. And after a while, we'll we'll start to believe it. And I think about when when John the Baptist was in prison. That, uh, you know, he, he'd say he said, "Hey, behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world." Then he gets in prison. He's by himself. Yeah. Well, guess what? He's starting to hear. He's starting to have these doubts. And he's like, "Hey, go and ask Jesus. Are are you the one, or right. is somebody else coming?" And Jesus says, "Hey." Tell him this the captives are being set free mm. the blinds receive inside he's i am who i said i yeah. am and 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 so i think that, that that's part of it yeah
0: even john the bad right. the one who dunked <laughs> jesus <laughs> right, right. is right.
2: going yeah uh, is, there is there somebody, somebody else? else is there yeah. something else yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah.
1: good that's really good thoughts just so many voices right yeah and so where i go when you ask that i'm just thinking pride right like two mm. as human beings right that we're so prideful, just naturally. I am, I'll speak for me. I'm just prideful. And that means I want to believe in my human nature that Mm -hmm. I can kind of take care of me and do everything myself and earn my way and do all this. Um, the gospel of God's grace blows pride to smithereens. Right. And so why is it hard to believe? Like, why is it hard to believe that it's, it's all about me in Christ and Christ in me, like what he has done and accomplished on my behalf to give me life and to raise me up and to, you know, bring me to glory. Like it's, it's the gospel is all about Jesus and all about him and his glory and in our prideful, sinful nature, right? Mm -hmm. That, that irks us where Mm -hmm. we go, man, I, I would like to claim some,
2: I'm good enough. some victory yeah. there for
1: myself, you know, or I'm good. Yeah. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. I'm smart enough. That was some of the teaching mm-hmm. going on here of this kind of teacher in Colossians going, Hey, I got this special knowledge that right. if you listen to me, you could have it too. a different kind of knowledge that nobody else has. And Paul's kind of going, yeah, no, it's all Jesus. Y'all like <laughs> right. Jesus is the knowledge. He's the riches of the knowledge of the wisdom of God is what mm-hmm. he says. So he's like, man, he's just blowing up our pride, the whole book. And, um, yeah, it hurts. It can be like Gary, you said this. Colossians, and like so many books of the Bible, can be a tough read because mm-hmm. it it does. It's going to attack your pride. It's going to attack that simpleness. It's going to attack your your fleshly, earthly desires. He's going to talk about. He's going to attack uh, philosophies and worldly ideologies right. that we're believing. It, yeah, so you've got to be submitted to. Man, what is. Who is Jesus and what has he actually done for me? Mm -hmm. Not what can I do for myself or what can I figure out for myself? Right. So if you take
0: take an inventory on our, just our day, the things that we think about, we're going to, most of that's going to be me. Mm -hmm. So much of what I think about during the the day is how things affect me, what I'm thinking, what I want to do. And uh, being in Christ, he just has to trump that. Right. And we have to lead then lives worthy of the calling that he's given us. Yep. Anyway, this is good stuff, y'all. I, I remember uh, uh, when you were talking about the, um, uh, you know, believing things to be true, and but in our difficulty, sometimes it feels like, well, if he's not, he's not there. And I re- remember an A. W. Tozier quote, and I'll probably butcher the quote, but it's something <laughs> to this effect: uh, a man will die for his creeds, the things that he believes. Mm-hmm. He will die. He will die for his creeds until he te- till they're tested on whether or not they're true. Mm. Like you now, when you get into a situation, right. Paul's in prison, right? Yeah. Or these guys are getting some other kind of teaching, and they're not sure. And the and the Roman, you know, uh, presence and it just doesn't feel like they're winning, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Well, is it true then? Right. Is it mm. true? Like, yeah, you you may say I'll die for my beliefs until faced with that moment, mm. yeah. And then you have to figure out is it is it true? Am I, I, I in Christ? Is this the real thing?
1: Absolutely. I think that um, man, like you were saying a minute ago, Gary, about why we need this book and. A book like this, whether it's Ephesians, Philippians, you know, so many great New Testament books that, but this one in particular, man, there are so many things coming at us in our world right now and so many venues and avenues and and, and ways to hear and learn different things. Um, I mean, we live in the world of social media in the world where any idea can get out there very quickly. Um, and yeah, it's just, it is so amazing to me to be able to read a book that's 2000 years old. Mm. That speaks so relevantly into our culture of this longing that we have in, in ourselves to yeah, to know what's true and to have a spiritual experience of some kind or whatever, right. like all these things that yeah. we kind of desire. And and Paul two thousand years ago, you know, speaking into a current need that is still true of us, and going, Hey, I I, I have the mystery that you're looking for. His name is Jesus. Yeah. You know? And, and it's, it's Christ in you. Christ mm. in you. Yeah.
0: Well, man, thank you guys so much for being uh, on the podcast today. Uh, Thanks, Ray. Yeah. The, you know, just some things that we're we're pressing in on this series, and I know you guys are going to be uh, challenging both of our campuses, east and south, to do this. But we want to read uh, the Bible together. We want to help study Colossians <laughs> together. So we've got some some resources. You know, we got some uh, bookmarks that'll be on your seat. This mm-hmm. week that you keep it in, marked in Colossians in the weeks, uh, all the six bring weeks are listed to there. Yeah. Bring, bring your Bibles to church. Yeah, bring your actual Bibles, Bibles to, church. to church. That
2: was one of our goals for this <laughs> is that we would read
0: the Bible. Yeah, so we're going to read the Bible together. We're going to study the Bible together. We'll preach and teach the Word together. Uh, and hopefully the end result is that we will be uh, not just in our minds knowing that we're in Christ, but that we'll live it so that the world knows yep. that we're in Christ. All right, we'll stay tuned every week for uh, more of the After Church podcast. Uh, use this in your small group. Use it in your uh, devotional time. And uh, don't forget, there's a website, eastridge.church slash Colossians, and you'll get all of the resources that we have there available. Uh, and we just look forward to seeing you on Sunday.